the subject on tonight is uh, it's a subject, but yet still it's we trying to research, and that's understanding the scriptures of Christ's coming. Is he coming for you, or is he coming with you? So there's two different events that's going to take place, and we need some clarification on the both of them. Amen. We as saints of God need to have some kind of knowledge of our position and intentions in Christ Jesus. We need to know our future hope of eternal life versus our future of loss of eternal damnation. We need to understand these are separate events. The rapture and the second advent of Christ's coming. It is God's desire to save everybody created after his image and his likeness. But everybody doesn't want to see it like God see it. Therefore, it brings about a separation of those he's coming back for versus those he's coming to condemn. If you and I are looking for his return to receive us, we must go all the way with him in this life. Understand, you and I will not make it into his kingdom by accident. You will have to live this life on purpose. The power of your flesh, isn't it this one? is determined for you to be against the will of God, which leads to damnation. Because the power of your flesh don't want to do nothing that God said do. Amen. The power of the flesh always tells you that it don't take all that. Huh? So your flesh is picking up more power right today to act against the will of God because of the appetite that it feeds off of the world. The world is now cranking up the flesh appetite, giving us more to crave for, giving us more to wish for, giving us more to run after, than running after Christ. You must make a decision of who will win your soul and where your next destination will end up. It's not about your now life. It's about your eternity. And the battle is for your soul. The battle is not about your flesh. It's not about flesh and blood. But the battle, the real battle, is for your soul. Amen. And I think that we kind of lose focus on that because we still be wrapped up in our now life. It's your soul that stands between eternal life Versus eternal death. 
you must aid in whether Christ is coming for you or will he return against you. There is no room for double agents in the eternal, in the eternal call. Jesus said, you are either with me or against me. The word, the world is convincing the church we can have the best of both worlds. But no, it is the work of deception. Come on, somebody. You got to choose which one you want. If you choose Christ, there's going to be some things you're going to go without. Come on, somebody. Because you're going to go with that because the world is going to use them as bait to draw you in. Amen. A lot of folks place career over Christ. Somebody got to win. Come on, somebody. So, saints, if we don't put up our best fight against ourselves, we are going to lose the battle of eternal life. Your worst fight is against you. Amen. Your biggest battle is against you. Amen. Come on, somebody. You really ain't experienced the battle against Satan yet, as it's going to be. Because guess what? Right now, you got to deal with you. Come on now. Grace and mercy is keeping you while you deal with your own issues. Amen. So, your carnal nature is used against the will of God, which will cause God to fight against you and not for you. Your carnal nature is imitated against God. It don't want to know God. It do not want to follow God. It want to follow what tastes best to it. Amen. Well, breaking news. I see. I, I, I hope y'all see. I highlighted that part there. Breaking news is you know too much about Christ and His righteousness not to be saved or make it in. You know too much not to make it in. You got all you got all the information. You got all the things that 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 qualifies you to make it in. You have the knowledge of them. So therefore, you know too much not to make it in. You know too much to have an excuse. Come on now. So you are left without an excuse. All saints that are still riding on excuses. You are the very first one that God will condemn. Amen. Well, you're the first one that he will. You are the first one that would think you are going back with him, but left be left behind. Because you didn't take salvation serious enough to walk in the obedience of God's word. You will be known as the lost coin in the house. Good God Almighty. In the church but lost. What a 
place to be lost at. Jesus called it the lost coin in the house. In the house, but don't want to make changes to stay in the house. Amen. We all got to make them changes. Nobody's exempt. Come on, somebody. There's so much stuff that we have to get rid of to be light enough to fly. Wow. And that light enough to fly is nothing about your weight. The light enough to fly is about the things that you are wrapped up in. That you are caught up in. That's going to keep you from rising from the earth. Amen. Sin is a heavy weight. Amen. So, you would be the lost coin in the house. Lost in the house of God. Without being found intact. Ain't it, ain't it bad being lost in the house of God and don't be found intact? Most of the time you lose something in the house, you ramshack the house looking for it if it's something of value. You look for it and you look for it till you done almost pull your hair out your head. You look for it and you look for it till you done got calluses on your knees because you're down there looking up under everything. Wouldn't it be sad to be lost in the house and don't get found in a nick of time? So know or beware of the difference in Christ's coming. Number one, I have to tell you, in Christ's coming, the rapture, you ain't going to know nothing about the rapture. The scripture ain't going to tell you uh, any, any signs of the rapture. But it's going to tell you signs of his second coming. And his second coming ain't going to be pretty. Amen. First Peter 4 and 17 says, For the time has come and has arrived that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begins... With us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely or barely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? The ungodly is going to be lost in the house. The sinner is going to be still out there doing his thing. Amen. The time of error... In our walk with God is going to cost some saints their eternal life with Christ. Don't be counted among the ungodly and the sinners who shall receive the sting of everlasting death. Living in a home of fire and brimstone. That's going to be your place of living. You missing out on the heavenly reward of living with God in love and peace. So understand your place in the upcoming events of this life and where you stand with Christ. Are you doing everything to make the rapture? This is a question that everybody in the house must ask themselves. Am I doing what it takes to make the rapture? Amen. Each individual has to work on themselves to make the rapture. Amen. 
So guess what? It's time out for us not to be busy about the master's business. And guess what? Your soul is his business. Come on, somebody. So guess what? You are the one that's got to make sure that you get your soul in the right place to be snatched out of here. Amen? So, I know that when you, it, it's just like that looking glass, I know when you have studies and then when the studies is over and you go back to your normal uh, do's and don'ts, you forget about what the study was. In other words, you forget about the things that you need to be working on. Come on, somebody. It's just like anything else, anything that we need to be working on physically in our life, a lot of times we put it off to another day. We keep shuffling it back, giving it a new date. Am I right? You shuffle this back too far, you're going to miss the wrong date. Come on, somebody. This is some work that needs to take place immediately. It needs your undivided attention about your soul. Amen. Christ coming for the saints. It, it, it's, it's, it's some stuff that I wrote down that did not, that's not on the paper, but we're going to go to Luke 21 first. And how far I'm going to get in these scriptures, it, it, it's, might not be very far. Luke 21. I bought my study book with me tonight. The one that's got so many virgins in it. That it kind of helps me out. Luke 21 verses 29. Lee, that's what it said. 29. Uh, Luke, oh, Luke 21, 34. Okay, I'm glad y'all straightened me out. See, I'm already blind to what I need to be talking about. But before we go to that, I need this bag up a little bit. Is that all right? Let's bag up and do 24 through 28 real quick. Are we there? Let's read it. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away into and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be now, guess what? The headline is Jerusalem. Jerusalem is God's place. Jerusalem is God's place of living. When you get into the scripture, you'll find out that he said that he's going to send down a new Jerusalem. So that tells you that Jerusalem is very important to God at this point. 
And if you understand what the scripture said, it didn't say that the nation of Israel was going to trot down uh, Jerusalem, but it said the Gentile nation is going to trot down Jerusalem. So that means that every other nation around the world at one point in time is going to come against Jerusalem, including the United States. Amen. 25th verse says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the star upon the earth, despite the distress of nations with perplexity the sea. Now, this here is not the time of the rapture. You better hope that the rapture didn't already taken place at this particular time. The sea going to be rowing. The waves is going to be slapping. The water going to be rising. And it's going to be rising to the point that, see what the 26th verse said. I'm in Luke 21. The 26th verse says what? Men's heart failed them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be. Now look. If the seas is going to be rowing. And because of this action. That men's heart is going to fail them. Can you imagine what it's going to look like? And we are very fearful of hard pour down rains. Huh? But it's going to be a disturbance. Come on, somebody. In the waters to where it is important. Because guess what? In the seas is where all your imports. Huh? All your stuff that gets imported into the country comes through by way of the sea. And it's going to be a big disturbance in the sea to the point that men's hearts is going to fail them. Huh? I looked over in the international and it said men were faint from terror. Apprehensive of what is coming on the world for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Wow. Huh? When you get you get a a little taste of what the heavenly body is being shaken every time a tornado come through here, a cyclone come through here, huh? Come on, somebody, a, a, a thunderstorm come through here that with some heavy wind. You get a taste of it then, but that taste ain't nothing to the point that this is gonna cause men's hearts to fail them. This gonna be rough. Come on, somebody. It's rough enough. I looked and 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 I looked at the news at Baton Rouge and Lake Charles is underwater. Cars floating down the street. Huh? Floating down the street. And let me tell you share something with you about people. They flooding down there and they had the audacity. To have people in a restaurant eating in a flooded place. 
Now, if the water is up to the bar stool, snakes and the other thing that could have came in, that could have been floating in the water. Or even an alligator. Come on somebody. But it, it, what, what are you saying? The flesh has you doing stupid stuff. That's why you have to be spiritually. Come on somebody. Because your flesh will have you doing stupid stuff. down to the 34th verse, down to where I needed to go. Let's read the 34th verse. Take heed to who? To yourself. Come on, somebody. You can't be so over-concerned about what your neighbor ain't doing or what your neighbor don't believe. That's your neighbor's life. You got to be concerned about you. Come on, somebody. Take heed to yourself. Lest at any time your heart be overcharged with subtlety and drunkenness and cares of this life so that that day come upon you what? So you can't be drunk. Come on, somebody. You can't be drunk and so anxious about this life. Drunk in your way of living. Come on, somebody. Not mindful of your way of living is being drunk in this life. Amen. That that day will come and close on you unexpectedly like a trap. Wow. And it said unexpected. Huh? So you won't be expecting Christ to come when he come. <laughs> Did y'all hear that one? You would not be expecting the rapture to take place when it take place. You and me, if we're in this world, it's going to be going normal. Everything that's going on now, the chaos that's going on now, it'll be going on. The killing that's going on now, it'll be going on. Everything, Folks tipping in the back door and out the front, it'll be going on. Everything is going to be happening just like it's happening now. Yes, ma'am. Pretty much. Not living right and ain't trying to do nothing about it. You know. You know what it's gonna take for you to make the rapture, but you're not you're you're not over you're not concerned about that right now. Because you remember what I told you how you set dates back? 
I'll do that later. Uh, you know, you need to, you need to uh, uh, wash your walls, but you'll say, mm, I don't feel like it today. I'll wash them later. That's the same way you're doing about your soul. Your soul needs washing, but you say, I'm going to wash it later. <laughs> That's what it means. We keep putting it off. Putting it off, putting it off. How many of you done had a bill, you keep putting it off until you wind up paying a late charge? And you were mad because you had to pay a late charge. And you the one that kept putting the bill off. Come on, somebody. This is a bill you ain't going to be able to put off. Until it come and trap you. The 35th verse says, Okay, hold, 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 hold. I had to get my page. Look. Back to the 35th verse again. For as a snare shall it come on all them dwell on. Wait a minute. On everybody that is on the face of the earth, this is going to catch them by surprise. Amen. So then the 36th verse, he gave you some ammunition. He said, watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before. You can't stand before the Son of Man unless you make the rapture. Come on now. And he already letting you know, you need to pray. You need to pray and you need to watch that you may be found accountable of missing what's coming up on earth. What's coming up on earth? That's the part I wanted to get to. What is coming up on the earth that God wants us to miss? It must have been important or he would not have mentioned it. Amen. Well, for a start, let's look at Daniel chapter 9, verses 26 and 27. Daniel 9. So it must be some things that God had in mind or that was coming down the pipe that he wanted the saints of God to miss. Amen. So in chapter 9 in the 26th verse. One more flip. It says. And after three scores and two weeks. Shall the Messiah be cut off. But not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, of war desolated are determined. 
and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall call the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate, even unto the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon. Wow. Let me give you what the uh, international said. After the 62-7, the anointed one will be cut off with having nothing. The people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. What city do you think he's talking about? Jerusalem. The end will come like a flood. I mean, when if the end gonna come like a flood, it's gonna rush in, huh? And most of the time, a flood you don't have time. Look at the folks that are down in battle; they didn't have time to even get furniture or nothing else out of the house. And when the flood left, they had to pile up all their furniture and stuff on the curb because it wasn't no more good. He said it's gonna come in like a flood. War will continue until the end. But y'all looking for the war, you know? The world is looking for peace. Ain't going to be no peace. War going to be until the end. This is Daniel seeing this way back then. And the desolation has been decreed. If it's been decreed, it's going to be so. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven in the midst of the seven. You know what he's talking about, don't you? He's talking about the three and a half years. He's talking about the times of tribulation. Wow. He will put an end to the sacrifice and the offering. And on a wing of the temple, he will set up an abomination that called desolation unto the end that it decreed and poured out on him. And guess who he's talking about? He ain't talking about nobody but the Antichrist. You don't want to be here when he show up. Let me, let me show you something what I found when, when, when we got to talking about the uh, got to talking about the tribulation. I think it was in Henry's commentary that it spoke of three views of the tribulation. One of the views of the tribulation was they called it pre-tribulationism. And it said, it believed that the elect would be Jews who will have, who will have returned to the Lord in a national revival and would join the believers taken to heaven first at the end of the three and a half years. The Jews are spread out. Boy, when God started bringing them all back home, my God, my God. It's going to be a time that you have, not, you have not ever seen before in your life. You better look at what's happening in Jerusalem right now. The government, the, the president trying to call for a ceasefire, but the, the, but the government of Israel said not yet until Israel is at peace. So they started bombing. 
they knocking buildings down to the ground. Come on, somebody. And you know what? The number of Israel that's getting killed versus the number of Gaza that's getting killed don't even compare. Come on, somebody. The second one was the mid-tribulation-ism. And it's believed that the elect refers to the church, all the true Christians, both Jews and Gentiles. So don't think you're the only one getting saved. Come on, somebody. There were some believers back then in Jesus Christ when he walked the earth. There are some believers in him now. You better remember that the Jews got the Holy Ghost before you did. They knew about it before you did. And it said, Jesus will return in the middle of the tribulation, which is called the mid-tribulation rapture. This is one of the opinions. As recorded in Revelation 11, verses 7 through 14, in case you want to write it down. Where the tribulation seemed to be interrupted after the three and a half days, which is the three and a half years, or halfway through the tribulation period. That was what's called the mid-tribulationism. Now, that was a third opinion called the post-tribulationism. Now, uh, this one is... Uh, I don't know what to say about this, and I, I, I think it's, I don't buy all the way into it, because it's trying to say it all going to happen at one time. But according to the scripture, it ain't going to all happen at one time. Amen. It said, it believed that the elect would be the church, all true Christians, both Jews and Gentiles, I agree with that part, who will be preserved throughout the tribulation period. Now it's saying that we're going to be reserved through the whole thing. Wow. And I know the pastor done heard that too. That, you know, we thinking we're going to miss everything. But we ain't. We either going to go through half of it or we're going to go through all of it. And according to this here, it's saying that those that are true Christian and Jews that are believers in Christ will be preserved throughout the tribulation period, which will be ended by God for their sake. Their rapture would occur at the end. And it's talking about Revelation 19. Well, in Revelation 19, it's talking about Jesus coming back for war. So I can agree on that part. If we go through the whole tribulation, that means that we... The, the rapture and the second event of Christ would kind of have to have to happen simultaneously, according to that. It's just food for thought. I don't, I don't know. It's just I babble with this. I for all week long. I just I searched and I searched and I searched, and every writer got an opinion. Go ahead, sir. There is a. I believe there's a possibility that the church and nobody is going to know what's going on and when the, uh, the uh, three and a half years actually is because 
He says he's coming as when a man or nobody's thinking about when when you think not. That's when he comes. And so that's when he's coming. So people that are that have been post and pre-millennial and all this other stuff, they had it wrong because ever since we've been saved, they've been talking. They thought God was coming in the 70s. Mm -hmm. They thought God was coming in the 80s and the 90s and in 2000. They were still predicting that God was coming. But, you know, the, the thing, no man's going to know the day nor the hour. So we're going to be, uh, I believe that we're going to be doing our best trying to live and trying to survive, that we're not going to be able to uh, make heads and tails of the event. So like last year, 2020, mm -hmm. all we were trying to do is not to get COVID mm -hmm. and survive. And if the Lord would have came, most of us, our minds would have been on COVID, COVID. and not on Jesus Christ coming. And so we, we you know, people say that oh, we, we're getting ready. And then you've got those, those that, that are called themselves preparing for this event, mm -hmm. uh, 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 putting, burying food and water and stuff like that. If, if. There is a nuclear situation. Ain't none of that going to do us no good. Right. Ain't going to do none of us no good. Going to do nobody any good. Because, you know, the thing about it, the Bible is going to be true. Ain't nobody going to hit this day on the head by guessing. Nope. Ain't nobody going to know. And Not so, you know, the thing about it, but the Bible just tells us be ready. And so we need to focus on just being ready. Because if death come, you ain't got to worry about the tribulation. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to live, you got to make sure you have your house in order and you have enough faith in God to get you through the hard time. And I think that's why people are missing it. We're supposed to be building our faith. That's the only thing the church needs to be focusing on, making sure you got enough faith and you got all that dead stuff out of your life. Because when God comes back and you have saved, you ain't going to make it. Nope. Amen. Let them words find you well. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Yeah. before Christ's return. We will come out victorious, and yes, there will be a great end-time revival, and I believe that God is moving stuff out of the way and pruning the church and fine-tuning the saints to get ready for that great end-time revival, but it's going to be with persecution. Mm -hmm. 
Now, the very passage of scripture that she just referenced to, it says in Matthew 24, but I need you to know the 21st verse above that passage of scripture. It says, for then shall be great tribulation. Huh? Great affliction and stress and oppression is going to be going on before this. And, and guess what? And that's going to keep a lot of folks not mindful of where they need to be in Christ Jesus. Why? Because they're going to still be pointing towards their flesh. What their flesh is going through. Just like the pastor just got through saying about COVID-19. We were all concerned about COVID-19. Whether we're going to get it. Whether we're going to survive. For it. But guess what? If, if the rapture had took place then, where would our mind would have been? It wouldn't have been on Christ. It wouldn't have been in faith. Because COVID had us in fear. And he said when he returned, he wanted to find faith in the earth. Amen. So it says, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, not ever. Now can you imagine that the time is going to be so bad that it has not ever been recorded in the history of this world. Where your mind is going to be at? Where your faith is going to be at? It's going to be a lot of faith being shaken at that time. Come on, somebody. It's going to be a lot of fearfulness at that time. And God said the fearful and the unbeliever shall find themselves where? In the lake of fire. So it's a whole lot of stuff that the people of God need to uh, take in compass of what God has said in his word. Because it affects our life. It affects where we're going. Come on, somebody. He got a promise to the Jews. Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. There are a lot of folks that believe that they can be saved during the tribulation. And, and, it's, and, and that is the craziest thing, thing because they, they watch this movie Left Behind. That's just for entertainment. Right. And, and folks are thinking that they can become a Christian. If you ain't on his side before he come and get the church, the Gentile period is over. That's right. And the amount of stuff that's going to be happening so fast after that, if you don't have your mind on Jesus, you got to keep in your mind stayed on. Look at how you have to fight now. You gotta put up a and you got to check and you got a refrigerator full of food and you got a house and you got a car and you got all this good health and everything going for and you it's now. Still hard for you and it's still mind. hard for you to keep your, mind. keep your mind on Jesus and to stay faithful. That's right. And see... And see, this is what uh, grabbed this generation. They don't believe that they have, have to, to be, be faithful. faithful. Yeah, right. They think that God 
uh, what the world is taught. God knows your heart. Yeah, he does. But they don't finish quoting that scripture. Right. It is evil, evil and, and desperately, desperately wicked. wicked. Who shall know it? Absolutely. And so, you know, and so it, it, it's going to be, um, God will take care of his people, but he's still going to let us feel part of the fire. Now, when you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to be locked up in, in the, the fire, fire, but it took God to, to them keep them from not being burned Dirt, and uh -huh. consumed in the fire. Absolutely. Even Daniel and the lion, did. they went in, mm -hmm. but it didn't have the effects right. that it had on the world. And look at how God cleaned his church out doing this. A whole lot of people had died and still dying because of the virus. Yep. Absolutely. And I don't care how much faith you say you got, if God going to use a vehicle to get you out of here, you going. You going. Whatever vehicle he chooses. And then sometimes he tell us uh, you, you're buffing about from your own Don't fault. fault. Mm -hmm. You didn't wash your hands. You didn't protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And you didn't get the shot. So you're buffing about yeah, for, for your, your own, own fault. Yep. And see, then he said, for some sickness ain't unto death. He lets some recover. Mm -hmm. So with, with, in God's uh, 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 planning, it doesn't, he doesn't look at one thing like we look at it. He look at the whole conglomerate. Yeah. And so in order for the end time to come, it's going to be a whole cycle of events that God has set in place to happen. But our minds won't be able to comprehend when we're going in. And when we come it out. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Got to be found faithful. Mm-hmm. Then the 22nd verse said, Except those days should be shortened, there shall no... Now, you got to remember now, he said, there would be no flesh to be saved. That means if he don't shorten the time, ain't nobody gonna make it. Right. No flesh. No flesh is gonna be saved. All flesh. Absolutely. Absolutely. He said if he don't shorten the time, ain't nothing making it. That's just how bad it's gonna get. That ain't nothing is going to make it. No flesh in you is not going to physically survive. But, like God said, but God said, I got a butt behind it though. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. For the elect's sake, that's for the saved's sake. Don't know the thing. That's why we got to be faithful. Because yeah. if, if, for instance, if it's 120 days and you stop on 119, you ain't going nowhere. Right. Only, only thing that I can say is that he said it's going to be great tribulation. Not just tribulation, but great tribulation. Amen. So it's going to reach a point to where it's going to be so bad. Come on now. Amen. It's, it, 
going to be super bad everywhere. Yes, sir. Something's going on now. They ain't talking about it. Yeah. Went to the emergency room the other day and couldn't, and no room. No room. None of the hospitals, right? None of, you couldn't get an ambulance unless you was having a heart attack. Wow. Something going on. Something going on. And they ain't talking about it. Yes, sir. And you know what, 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 uh, what surprised me in this is that God gave Daniel all of this information. Look how long that's been, y'all. And told them not to tell nobody. Seal it up. Because the time is not right. Go to Daniel chapter 11. And the verses 31 and 32. I tried to pick some things out that was pertinent to it. So that I wouldn't get caught up in it too long. I think I was right. Daniel 11. Yeah. Let's look at those two verses. And it says, An arm shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that made it desolate. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatterers, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do. He's saying the people that know their God is going to be able to hold out. Because this is going to be another tough time that God was giving Daniel. His armed forces will rise up to decrease the temple fortress. And will abolish the daily sacrifice. His armed force. That means that telling me that Satan is gonna come with power. He's gonna be coming and he's gonna come against the nation of Israel. Come on now. While we worried about what we're gonna be driving next year. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and refurnishing our house. Come on now. And we're 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 headed to some tough times. Then they will set up the abomination that caused this. When they set up the abomination in the temple, oh, Lord have mercy. You looking to bring down the wrath. Go ahead, son. A lot of folks believe this is going to happen in the second temple. It already happened in the first, first temple. And that whole thing got destroyed. Uh -huh. But Israel is... I don't know, is, we hadn't heard anything during this COVID and stuff. They had the red heifer and I, they got all the other sacrifice and they were making the garments and things a few years ago. And they had made plans to build the temple. Mm -hmm. But the uh, problem now is over the area in which they're going to build this temple. But when whatever they get it built, the enemy's going to come and he's going to contaminate the temple. They contaminated, I forgot the guy's name, the, 
that contaminated, he offered a, a pig sacrifice mm -hmm. in the temple and contaminated. Mm -hmm. And so the devil knows exactly what to do and mm -hmm. in, 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 in everything. He knows what his plan is and what his part he's going to play. Mm -hmm. And he knows that he's got a season to do this in. But the thing about it, we as children of God, we've got to be consistent in our worship, in our adoration toward the Lord. And we can't keep letting everything get in our way because we will not be ready because our heart will be divided. And if the devil can deceive you right now, you can't stand a chance when he make it on the earth. Because this guy is going to do miracles, signs, and wonders. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they are in the process of, I know the last I heard about it, they was in the process of uh, uh, trying to make plans to build the temple. Amen. And they, they building buildings almost overnight now. Yeah. So they're going to take long once they start. Amen. So... We still, you know, in, in, in history, we still don't even focus on what's happening in history. Because what's happening in history is going to play a part in how the end going to end. Amen. So, that's why in Luke, that Jesus told them, said, pray that you may be accounted worthy. The miss was coming up on the earth. You got to be counted worthy to miss this. Amen. So, I think it was one more thing Pastor might want to touch base on. Let's go to Daniel 12, verses 12 and 13. Like I told y'all, I probably won't get far on this. Daniel 12, verses 12 and 13. And it says, Blessed is he that waited and cometh to the thousand and three hundred and five and thirty days. But thou thy way until the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end. Now, God was telling Daniel, you go ahead on and rest. You go ahead on and rest until all this is over with because your allotment your inheritance, you go and rest because your inheritance is waiting on you. But we can't say that right now. Come on, somebody. God had already told Daniel what the outcome of his life is. But he also told them what was coming down the pipe. Blessed is he who wait that 133 and 5 days. That's that three and a half years of tribulation. And Daniel know he was going to go to sleep and he was going to uh, be safe. He was going to rise. And he's coming up. Yeah. But see, the thing about it is we think just because we come in the church speaking tongues, everything is good. You know what I mean? But see, you, you, you can see tracks. Of Daniel's life, and Daniel was faithful mm -hmm. until the end. And they just trapped him in any kind of way they could. Yeah. Trapped him for praying. Mm -hmm. 
throw them in the lion's den for praying. Yeah. Huh? He went to the lion's den for praying, and God can't just get us to pray, period. Come on, somebody. The, the sacrifice of, of, of prayer don't mean that much to us. But it is our way to obtain strength and endurance and go through. And right now, you know, our go through is kind of, you know, iffy. Our go through is when we want them. His go through was a sacrifice. He sacrificed his time to go through. Come on, somebody. That's how God told him, your allotted inheritance waits on you. Wow. For God to tell you, your inheritance is waiting on you to get there? My God. Uh-huh. Right, that's tried. Tried. When he said the wicked shall do wickedness. Uh-huh. Don't do sinners. Absolutely. And none of the wicked shall understand. They're not going to perceive what God is doing. And you're going to waste a whole lot of time trying to make them understand. Yep. You're going to waste a whole lot of your time trying to convince them and call yourself to miss out. Mm-hmm. So the saints should have wisdom on what God is doing. situation is very useful. I talked to a, a person well actually I texted him because I didn't want to get into no struggle, no argument. But I texted him. I texted him because they're family. I told him, said, I know you have, and, and if any of y'all in here that ain't got it, I'm talking to you too. I told him, said, you got a whole bunch of underlying issues, health issues. I said, and you need to reconsider getting them shots. I said, because if you get sick with all the underlying conditions you got, you'll be lucky to make it out of there. You know what they text me back? They text me back and told me, God told them not to take it. Now, how is God telling you not to take it and ain't telling nobody else not to take it? What God is you listening to? You got to know what spirit that you listening to. You know? Now, God got ten thousands and thousands of saints out there, and you ain't heard nobody report that God told me not to take the shot. But you go and take the flu shot, and you don't know what's in that either. You go take shots for pneumonia, and you don't know what's in that either. And, come on now. You take a lot of stuff that you don't know what the ingredients is. 